Welcome back to The Generalist, where we take a deep dive on today's top podcast genres one at a time. I'm Nidia Serrano, Vice President of Sales Marketing at SXM Media, here to reveal all the best industry insider advice for advertisers. Today, we're looking at the rise and embrace of diverse voices in podcasting. 57% more Black Americans have been listening to podcasts compared to a year ago. And 34% of U.S. Latinos 18 years of age or older are monthly podcast listeners. The audience is not homogenous, and neither are the shows. There's no one better to speak on this topic than Eric Eddings, former host of For Color Nerds, one of the trailblazing shows in the Black podcast space. The industry itself has changed a lot and become a lot more diverse. I think the... The podcast boom of like a few years ago was a boom for some, but not <laughs> quite for everyone. And I think what the industry definitely started to realize is that in order to maximize potential, we have to make sure we're actually reaching the right people. Podcasting is a it's a medium that's really built on intimacy. And so so in light of that, like if you're talking to someone or you're listening to someone who, you know, shares like your background or uh, like has just had a vantage point into experiences that you often can feel like are not seen, are not visible. That's huge. And the intimacy and the relationship that is developed as a result of that familiarity is it's what creates evangelical listeners. You know, it's what creates community. It's what creates, it's the difference between listeners and fans, you know? And so I think it's very important. And the industry has started to respond to that. I think you now see even just the rise of a show like For Colored Nerds, you know, I host it with my friend, Brittany Luce. You know, this is a show we started in our living room, literally just talking about the things uh, that we were reading on the internet through like Gchat, you know, while everybody was working. And we put it out, honestly, just as like an exercise, we weren't we weren't shooting for this, but there was an audience there that was like, hey, I wasn't getting this perspective. I wasn't finding this community in who I was hearing, no matter the genre. And that is what propelled us to success. And I think the industry is starting to realize that if we truly want to grow podcasting into the force that it could be into becoming a pillar on par with, you know, TV, film, etc., music then we have to make sure that the creators of the industry reflect the audiences who are going to be listening to it. This is not just anecdotal. Here at SXM Media, we have seen an influx of creators of color hand-in-hand with a more diverse audience. Compared to a year ago, there are 57% more Black listeners in the podcast space, and 49% say that they prefer listening to podcasts with Black hosts or hosts of color. But for brands, implementing a true multicultural strategy takes time, thought, and perspective. In our conversations with our creators of color, we saw a theme. They all mentioned how brands double down on Black History Month, Pride Month, and therefore miss out on opportunities to reach these audiences year-round. So, you know, we host a show about Black culture. And so we get a lot of ads that are directed at Black people and people of color, which for its worth, we're very happy to receive. Uh, but I brush my teeth too. You know, I, I use I use Colgate and Crest and I floss. I do all the kind of like 
normal people things, you know, that everybody does. You know, I use soap in the shower. I, uh, <laughs> you know, like Vaseline lotion, all the above. And so, you know, and I don't always seek out those products from a, you know, I'm not always looking for the toothpaste that is like selling to black people, if that makes any sense. But it feels significant to have your show and your audience looked at to make a broad statement, if that makes any sense, to reach a larger group. Uh, We feel that because we are so often othered. You know, I wake up every day. I'm reminded I'm black when I look in the mirror, but also by the world. And, you know, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. But when I'm engaged and when people engage me as a person, I really, really appreciate that. So I say to advertisers, you know, it makes sense that like for your larger plays, sure, you go to a show that can reach a huge amount of people. But if we're thinking about how to create deeper brand relationships, sometimes reaching a smaller segment with that same message, like you would be surprised how much audiences know we don't typically get this attention. You know, uh, this is an ad that typically plays uh, infracolored nerds or in this show or in that show. And they take note. And so, again, I say, you know, speak to people like they're people. You would be surprised how much additional things people are buying, people, how many additional brands people are engaging with. Again, this is not just anecdotal. This audience is extremely loyal. 84% say they would consider a brand if they heard their ad on a podcast with a black host. Sam Sanders, host of VibeCheck, shares his experience. I think this is a thing that advertisers have been slow to grasp, but are now finally grasping. Some of the most loyal consumers are consumers from marginalized backgrounds. Because when we find a company or a brand that speaks to us and sees us and acknowledges us for who we are, we don't want to let them go. That's true. Like my mother a black woman from the South, this, the brand she uses this day were the brands that she got connected to and bonded with when she was a kid. There's a loyalty there because she knows in this greater landscape, not every company respects someone like her. Not every company sees someone like her. So the ones who do, we're with you for life. You know, so there is limitless possibility in the connection that you can have with folks who have been marginalized and left out. Because if we just see that respect, we're going to rock with you for a long time. And on that note, advertisers should be wary of seeing things in black and white. Audiences are extremely diverse across all podcasts. Sam and his VibeCheck co-host, Saeed Jones, elaborate. But I think also what has to happen as we look at the ways the roster of podcast creators is diversifying, we also have to acknowledge that podcast listeners aren't at all a monolith. So there's also this assumption because podcast creators are usually so white that the podcast audience is also very, very, very white. That doesn't always have to be. And I've I've Um, proven and shown throughout my year making podcasts that your audience can be all kinds of different people. And also what we've realized very quickly with VibeJet is that white listeners will also listen to content that's very black. White listeners can also, straight listeners can also hear content that's very gay. Like, people can do that. I grew up as a young Black queer kid, immersed in content that was made for straight people, made for white people, but I found a way to enjoy it. And so it's not even a challenge. It's an opportunity for straight listeners or white listeners right now to say, oh, I can identify with podcast content that maybe isn't 
made exactly for me, but I can open my mind and do that. And literally y'all every week we hear from so many middle-aged straight white women who say, I love this show. I love this show. And I'm like, that's good. That is very good. And what I hope that we see happen in this moment of podcast explosion is that those lines continue to blur. And I think it's happening. People like queer people or black people or people of color are brought into institutions. We are often siloed by subject matter, you know? And so what you will often see in different media organizations is that the Black people are only invited to talk about quote unquote Black subjects and topics and queer people are brought into, you know what I mean? But then when it's like, oh, time to talk about climate change, time to talk about the Biden administration, then, you know, it's like the Black queer host gets up and then the straight white man sits down in the chair, you know? And so I, um, I, I'm aware of that. And I know many of our listeners are too. And so I think it's wonderful that when you listen to Vibe Check, we are going to talk about Rihanna and the Super Bowl. We are going to talk about, you know, our new favorite TV show. We are also going to talk about the climate disaster in Pakistan. We're also going to talk about, um, you know, other aspects of public policy and how it's impacting us, whether that's student loans or or transportation policy, you know, like you're, you're going to get it all. And, and from our perspective and, and so much of um, what I want when I listen to audio and I'm still not satisfied, I'm still not able to find a lot of shows you know, hosted by people who sound like the people in my life, you know, and, and, and talking about all kinds of subject matters, not just about, you know, Black things, not just about gay things, but just all aspects of culture. So often it seems like we're still only invited to the table as, you know, quote unquote, marginalized voices to talk about marginalized subjects. And I think exactly. we deserve to be centered, you know, and honored in that way. So yeah. I think that is the one thing we're doing pretty different. Of all of the media that I consume, I usually feel the most intimate connection with podcasting because it's with me wherever I go. Mm. When I'm reading a book, I'm sitting down and I'm reading that book. When I'm watching TV, I'm sitting down watching TV and I'm just doing that one thing. When I have a podcast on, it's with me everywhere. It's with me when I'm in the shower. It's with me when I'm driving, running errands. It's with me when I'm washing dishes and folding laundry. It's with me. And the fact that it's this medium that every listener can take with them wherever they want means that we just become that much more a part of your life. And you do not get that, I think, with any other medium right now. We are literally with people in all aspects of their lives at all moments of their days. I've had listeners tell me before that they use my podcasts to keep them entertained while they train for marathons. That's an honor. And that level of intimacy (laughs) and connection, you really only get through audio. You really only get through podcasting, not even fresh for radio, podcasting, on-demand audio. Everyone is saying, get familiar with this product. Let us know if you actually feel comfortable about it and say a bit about your personal experience with these things. And I found that really, really great. I think I was scared about what it might be, but like we're able in this work and on this show to support through advertisements, products that we actually believe in. And that is a big deal, you know, especially when it's queer folk and black folk talking to other marginalized people. I don't want to lie to my listeners. I don't want to lie to them, even about an ad read that will give us money for this show. And we've been able to, and this is thanks to Stitcher and the whole crew, we we are able to be honest. And every ad that we read, they're asking us beforehand, are you okay with this, right? So it feels organic, it feels genuine, and it feels honest, which I like. This goes for all audiences. While there's still work to do, 
The industry is paving ways for diverse creators to enter the space and represent those who look and sound like them. Joanna Hausman is a Venezuelan actress, comedian, and television writer who's turned to podcasting to talk about her experience living in between American and Latino culture. Me and Jenny have been so excited and on, honestly honored to be able to create a podcast by and for Latinos because Hyphenated is about living in the hyphen. It is about straddling two worlds, being 100% American and then being 100% Latino in a world that is constantly trying to put people in boxes. So we've had sociologists and comedians and authors and even doctors try to tell us and talk to us how they struggle and embrace identity. Latino-hosted podcasts have seen a huge boom, with 24% of all podcast creators identifying as Latino. It's been so freaking awesome to be part of this new wave of Latino podcasters and Latino podcasting. I feel like we've been ignored for many, many years in the space. And I love that Pitaya saw that there was a demand. There was a demand for this type of content for our community. And I am just so happy to see that we are luchando para tener un espacio en la mesa and people are excited to listen to what we have to say. In our line of work, authenticity is everything. So often we see brands try too hard or not enough, and it can backfire. Listeners can sense when things take a turn and seem fake. My name's Antonio Francisco Lewis. I'm the Multicultural Creative Director at Studio Resonate. As part of our in-house creative studio, we talked to Antonio about how to strike the right balance in multicultural marketing. You see, you know, companies and agencies doing this oversteering effect where now it's like, okay, now we need to like really kind of focus in and it doesn't come off necessarily genuine, right? I think that to be acknowledged is one thing, but there needs to be, there, diversity, equity, and inclusion is one aspect of it. But I think that when you think about diverse creative, it's a completely different framework, right? And so the people who are involved, I think if if these companies or agencies had more BIPOC creators, BIPOC decision makers at the table, we wouldn't get into this, oh, we need to capitalize on Hispanic Heritage Month. We need to capitalize on Kwanzaa. We need to capitalize on Black History Month, right? Because you have people in the company thinking about these things all day, every day. So I think the more people we have in the inside, and I speak a lot about this, the inside out, we have more representation in the inside. I think we have more insights and overview and more people that will help push genuine creative within market. And I think there's more of like a genuine representation where people don't feel like they're being um, pinned to, or they don't feel like they're just being tapped only on like special occasions, right? This doesn't need to be like the exception. It needs to be like the rule. That's right. We need to set new rules. Something we talk about a lot is sonic diversity. A majority of today's audio represents white voices. Can you name a time when you've heard an accented voice be featured in an audio ad to the general public? Sometimes we get too siloed. It's like, oh no, you know, there's no need for an Asian American voiceover actor because there's nothing in this 
script that is geared towards Asian Americans, but that's not how it works, right? Like, why should we be so siloed to just cast Asian American voiceover actors or queer voiceover actors or black voiceover actors or Latino voiceover actors when we're only you know concerned with speaking to that individual segment, right? If we're running a general market script, why not throw a Latino person in there with an accent, right? What's wrong with that? I mean, if you think about the English language, right, there are more people who speak English as a second language than they do as a first language. So more than likely, you're going to hear someone speak English with some sort of accent that you're not used to hearing, right? And we all speak English with accents. So the idea to, to silo I think sometimes there's a need. We have to know when that need is. Like we need black creators, we need black decision makers crafting messages for black listeners. But then we also have to understand that we need black creators, black decision makers crafting for general market as well. Right. There needs to be a balance of that. And I think that when we can strike that balance, that's when people will realize, like, hey, this is genuine, genuine messaging. And in this context, this is something that we need a black creative or a person of color to create and get behind. And in other circumstances, you know, hey, this is a black creative with a black VO actor, but this is a general market, you know, message that's going out. And I think that's when when things start to look more natural, right? And less siloed. I think that's when we'll we'll see the big wins, especially in like multicultural creative. Breaking out of casting silos and embracing diverse content is going to be critical for brands in the near future. As we take a step back to look at the population as a whole, we're going to see an increase in the size and buying power of multicultural communities and in opportunities for brands to grow with these audiences. So we know that the future of podcasts, the future of the podcast industry is multicultural. You know, millennial generation was the most diverse in history. And the next generation, the gen alpha is even more diverse. So I've seen companies making the same mistakes in that um, they're still making half-hearted or poorly conceived attempts at reaching, you know, BIPOC communities. You know, and oftentimes there's content and actions that come across as performative because it lacks like this nuanced soul that can only really be conceived from the inside out. You know, so it's like you have to have this this real work knowledge of culture that should be developed by BIPOC creators. Podcasts are a chance to to get it right. You know, you have the BIPOC creators hungry to produce content and BIPOC listeners fully engaged. So what's your plan for accessing diverse audiences year-round? We've heard from creators about what it's like to be in the driver's seat and from a creative director helping bring ads to life, highlighting how important it is to support these shows and watch their popularity grow. Diverse voices aren't only for listeners of color. They're for audiences looking to embrace unique voices and groundbreaking hosts and for advertisers who want to reach them all. I'm Nidia Serrano, and this has been the Diverse Voices episode of The Generalist. Stay tuned for our next one, diving deep into another top podcast genre and how advertisers can make their mark. Thanks for listening.